Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and joining me on today's episode is Riverman. Good evening, River. Evening, Ash. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah. All good. Thank you, mate. Good, good, good. And also joining us on today's podcast is Burger Boy. Good evening, Burger. Good evening, Ash. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad yourself. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to the episode as always. Um, no jam tonight. He's uh, he's not available. Uh, read into that what you will. I think it's because he burger wasn't relegated and jam bottle promotion. I think he's bottled it from uh, talking to uh, coming on and talking. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, he, he should be back on to the next uh, on the next episode. So. Uh, we'll just run down the agenda for today. So we're going to start off with uh, Division 1, uh, followed by Division 2. We're then going to hear from Bertie uh, in the Gulf. We're then going to hear, uh, we're then going to look at Division 3, uh, followed by the F1. And then we're going to have a little look at Division 4. And then to round off the podcast, we will be uh, talking about our impressions of the first season and how we think uh, it's, it's been it's done well in into the, uh, the leagues and sets up and all that. So, let's start with Division 1, and I will just run down from top to bottom how it's uh, finished. So, Aaron uh, Aaron is the champion. Congratulations, Aaron. Uh, unbeaten as well. Um, he has won the league, uh, followed by Brian in second, uh, and then Sean in third. Sofa in fourth, Berger, yourself in fifth, uh, Ben AJ Cooper uh, in sixth, Buncey in seventh, Sweaty Bananas in eighth in the playoff spot. He has stayed up in that division, uh, beating myself in that match. And then Paul and Joe coming down next season into uh, Division 2. So, Berger, I'm going to start with you. Uh, mixed season for you. Uh, until pretty late on, you know, you, you were down there in the relegation spots. Um, what's gone wrong for you this season? Because by your standards, uh, a fifth and your record of... Yeah. You know, won seven, drawn four, and lost seven is um is a bit unheard of for you. Um, well, if you go by last season, I was a pretty much the same, but on the on the last uh, season and the last FIFA, but I definitely it's an, it's an excuse to an extent, but I had a really really rubbish squad uh, with hardly any pacing, and I was competing, even though I was in the relegation zone, I had a positive goal difference, so. I know I was there and thereabouts. So I just, um, and then it got to a point where I got lucky for a raffle and I signed two full-backs, which saved my season in a way. Um, and ever since then, I've well climbed up the leagues. I just needed to wait to play my games. Um, I think in my final seven games, I lost three and I won and draw, drawn quite a few. So. It could have been a lot worse, but I said at the start of the season, if you have a bad start, you're always playing catch-up, and that's pretty much what happened with me. And that's a and that's a statement for everybody. If you have a start, a slow start, anyone can happen. That any it can happen to anyone. And if you want to obviously get promoted or anything like that, win the league, you can't afford to have two poor game weeks. And I had three or four really at the start of the season. Um, and I managed just to, just just about scrape through, but I, I made a cup final. Uh, I came fifth when it looked like I was going to get relegated for the whole season. But the signings that I made: two centre, uh, one centre back, two full backs, and Adiemi as a raffle. 
pretty much helped me over the line. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at your last five games, um, and you've scored at least three goals in all five of them. Um, so, I mean, that obviously contributed massively uh, to you climbing up those uh, those spots. Um, River, looking at the bottom of that division, uh, Joe and Paul Lowe's. I mean, Joe, uh, only two wins all season. Um, I, I think Joe had sort of, well, I think a lot of people had confined Joe quite early on. Um you know, to being in those sort of bottom two, bottom three places. Um, but Paul Lowe's surprises me very much after the season he had last time around. Um, to see him going down is uh, is a bit of a shock for me, given some of the names in that division. Yeah. Um, firstly, thanks for giving me the bottom of the league. I appreciate that. With Joe finishing bottom, I mean... Uh, I, <laughs> well, I, mean, I thought no, you might like it. No one likes that, do they? I mean, I know we're going to get on to in a minute and if he would be able to get his own back if he uh, w- was here but yeah the Joe finishing bottom <laughs> well <laughs> yeah let's move on from that one um, <laughs> going down yeah after the season he had at the end of the last FIFA it is a shock but as I think we've stated before I think I might have said it when um, we were like doing a preview show or something it's an entirely new game and we're down to low-rated players. Mm. And there are certain people on the site who just don't do as well early on in a cycle, if you like, when we've just reset and you've got the lower-rated players and then they get better as the higher-rated players come into the league. And I think Paul's one of those because, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's always been a bit of a yo-yo player when we had three divisions between the top end of the championship and lower end of the premier division. So he was always in that sort of bracket and then we got the better players in and the outlier seems to be the season where we did really well and won the league it's not like he's always up the top and has then slipped this is what he always used to do be sort of be a yoke player so in one respect given his previous season it's a surprise in another when you look at some of those names in there it's not so much of a surprise so um yeah it's it's a it's a bit of a shock, but not a massive one, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, just sort of the other... I mean, looking at some of the other names in that division, and we'll sort of look towards the top. Um, Aaron, uh, well, Aaron is unbeaten. He's won 10, he's drawn 8. Um, you know, it could have gone either way. Um, just obviously, Brian lost three games as well, and if he'd converted one of those into a win, then I suspect Brian would have won the title. Um, you know, those eight draws is more than the average than uh, someone that's won the league in the past uh, would normally take. Um, so it's played in his favour there. But a name that I just I want to mention briefly is Sofa. Um, now, now maybe I'm I'm not giving Sofa enough credit, and I've not played him enough in the past to uh, you know make a, a true judgment on that. But he's played obviously he won eight games, he drew five, and he lost five, um, and he finished fourth um, in the top top division. I mean, Berger, is that a surprise to you? Um. It would have been a couple of seasons ago, but with the amount of games that Sofa plays head-to-head, it benefits him a lot. Um, so the sheer amount of games that he plays on FIFA, he plays a lot of different opponents, you're only going to ever learn to be better. Um, and I think he's... and I, For example, I think Paul, when he won the league, he, he had played a, a load, a load of games on head-to-head. So... Um, I think his formula is just to play games and he just gets better. And in some heads, I think I played some head to heads. I mean, there were very tight games against him. So he's definitely improved 
from when he joined the leagues when he was in I think he was in the last division wasn't he and he's just come through up every division and uh, he's sort of well solidified his place in the top division yeah I mean definitely I mean just looking at his goal difference as well he's only he's only a goal difference of eight goals which compared to those around uh, him you know yourself and Sean is a little bit lower um, I, I mean River obviously looking at this division from a whole um, is there anything else you want to take from it in terms of any surprises, any shocks? Um, I, uh, well, I think you've got to say, first of all, I'm going to have to be nice to him for a minute, aren't I? But you're going to have to say, winning the league unbeaten is a is a great achievement from Aaron. Um, Aaron winning it is a surprise. I didn't expect him to be up there, so he's done incredibly well. Going unbeaten is amazing. Uh, flip side of that, I didn't realise he'd drawn quite so many till I looked at the league table. Um, it's unusual that you would win a league when you draw virtually half of your matches. So, mm. um, yeah, that's that's a bit of a bit of a strange one, really. Um, Buncey had started off really well, I think, and then only just finished above the relegation playoff. And I've got to say, because he's on here, Berger, um, what he says about buying in two fullbacks, etc., very valid points. He saved his money, he's identified an area of weakness, he's gone out and he's made trades, improved his team. Well done, that's what we're meant to do. How lucky do you have to be to win a raffle, get a fantastic player <laughs> like Adoyemi, and it basically keeps you up? Nothing to do with good transfer market skills or anything. You just get lucky winning a raffle, otherwise we'd have Berger doing it, Joe. <laughs> I'll put a caveat back to that though. I mean, I've always prided myself every any any reset I get my defence sorted. And now yes, I know I got lucky with Adiemi. However, at the time when I got him, I think I had the most goals scored in the league anyway. So obviously he just helped aided that. Um I've got Nyanas and the other strikers in the top goal scorers as well. Um so yes, it, I'm not gonna say it did it massively help, but the defence, I think from match day five, I didn't I only had one player beforehand who only had 80 pace and anybody who had quick wingers or quick strikers, I was done for. So, yes, I I get that, but defensively, I needed those players because um, I needed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, it's done well for you. It's kept you up, so... Uh... Yeah and yep. that you can push on to that into next season. Right, let's move on to Division 2 now. And again, I'll just run from down from top to bottom. So, Shelbourne has won the league. Congratulations to him. Uh, Morris is in second, uh, going up with him. Uh, myself finishing third in the playoff spot. Unfortunately, it wasn't to go my way. I did lose two sweaty bananas. So, uh, I will be in this division again come next season. Uh, Jam in fourth, followed by Bertie, Smithers and Mark the Shark in those middle spots. Uh, Plunkett in the relegation playoff. Uh, who actually beats Jeff in the playoff so he will also be staying in the division and then obviously yourself River and Bry going down in those automatic spots so River let's start with you um, not the best season obviously only won five games drawn one of them and a lot of losses What what's gone wrong for you or has it been that first season on FIFA in a way I mean I'm sure I had to get my dick in at but burger a minute ago because i'm sure one's coming back my way in a minute when you ask him unless you can kindly uh, steer him to the top of the table um it's it's weird my, my five wins i beat shelbourne in the first very first game of the season i beat shelbourne i beat morris who got promoted 5-1 so i beat in the top two uh, i think i beat jam who come fourth in a game 
I've just lost games to to people around me. Um, same old problem. Can't defend. If you look at my goals against, I've conceded the most goals in the division. I've conceded 54 goals um, in 18 games, which is it's ridiculous, isn't it, really, when you think about it. It's three a game. Um, but I, I've scored quite a few. And I, I worked out in nine sets of match fixtures, I used five different goalkeepers. I've just not been able to settle on a team, settle on a formation. And I don't, I don't have a focal point like I did before where I knew how to play. So, yeah, it's just been one big struggle all season, really. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the shipping goals. I mean, I was just looking at the records in that division and obviously you conceded 54 goals and Shelbourne, who won the league, uh, conceded 22. So the difference between the guy that, you know, had the best defensive record in the league versus the one of the guys that had one of the worst. In fact, yeah, the worst defensive record in the league is more than 30, you know, 30 goals. It's, uh, it's a big amount. I mean, Berger, let's... Before we look towards the top of the league, but yeah, let's talk about the bottom and obviously, um, you know, those three, Briar, River and Plunkett. Would you have had those three at the start of the season in those bottom three positions? I think you definitely had Bry. Um And I think it was Bertie who started really slowly as well, wasn't it? Um, until I sparked some thinking in him and I gave him some advice and then he ended up getting up the table um, Phil Phil is Phil I think that's an example for everything that he plays um, defensively I think he'll always admit he's not been great at but before he had to rely on um, Adama Traore obviously he's, he's no more um, so Phil it, I mean all the divisions are tough and I think at the start of the season it was Brian Bertie that were being touted to get relegated but um, for Plunkett I'm a little bit surprised with um, I think that's the one mm, but then again who else would you replace him with um, so I mean Smithers-Jones he's, he's an unknown so I think from it's not a surprise with Bry Phil you can get it and Plunkett I think he's a little bit of a surprise because I think he got relegated from the premiership of the last FIFA yeah, I mean, that's the other case down in that sort of bottom half that I would fit in the mix. Obviously, Mark the Shark, for a long period of time, you know, he was hovering around those sort of uh, relegation spots and then managed to pick up a couple of wins and, you know, just just about propel himself away. Um, you know, five points, so there's a set of game fixtures. Um, obviously, at the top, Shelbourne, uh, 1-12, drawn three, lost three. Um, you know, I think he's either got the third or fourth uh, best goals scored and obviously we've touched on it the, the defensive record he's only conceded 22 goals and that is nine uh, yep yeah, nine goals less than anybody else in that division and then obviously it progresses higher um, so I mean Shelbourne and Morris um, it's, are they surprising seeing them at the top uh, Berger um, from playing them I'm not at all surprised um, they're going to be good additions I think into Division 1 um, it's going to make Division a lot tougher definitely um, where they'll finish who knows but um, these will be games I think in most leagues now where once the season's iron themselves out um, there's I think someone alluded to on the previous podcast there's not really many guaranteed six points anymore 
Um, you, you've obviously got when we get on to when you win later on, he will start to drop points. I think every, when when everyone finds their league, the leagues are going to be so tight, and Shelbourne and Morris will definitely put their weight about in Division One. I'd imagine because they are decent players. Yeah, um, I mean both of them played in this season both have been shown why they are at the top of the league um, I mean River obviously Joe and um, oh god who's who well, else is Paulo Paulo's yeah Joe and Paul are coming down from Division 1 um, next season obviously you, you won't be in this division but um, looking at some of the names in that middle I mean Jam. Jam in the past has talked himself up, you know, a big game. Did just fall short in the end. Um, <laughs> look, looking at those sort of middle middle spots, or even, I mean, let's look at anyone in general. Um, you know, do you think any of those in those middle spots, so Jam, Bertie, Smithers, Mark, can push on next season? Um, yeah, potentially. I mean, I always find Bertie really hard to play against. Um, he beat me 3-0 twice. You just can't get the ball off him half the time. Um, so he, he's got the potential to push up there. Um, Jam has always got the potential to do well. So, I mean, I know you didn't mention yourself there, Ash, but with you being not going up <laughs> as well, I expect you to be near the top of the league next year as well. Because the two coming down, um, when they've come down before they've both always ended up going back up even if it's not in the first year in the second year mm. um so you would expect them to be relatively strong although joe by his own admission uh isn't playing an awful lot of fifa um and isn't particularly getting on particularly well with this version so um whether he will chat uh, will get there especially with the reduced playoff places um from the smaller divisions I don't know. Um, yourselves and Jam would be the ones I would have who from this division who didn't go up, as positions indicate, finishing third and fourth to be the major threat. Um, just one little point. You mentioned Smithers there. I saw something today um, where it's mentioned he was missed off the squad sheets thread and I think Marcus had said he's not in the league. So uh, I saw that he had said he was in, but Marcus said he's not. So... I'm assuming we're going to be running one short without him there. Yeah, I mean, let's wait and see. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens come uh, come next season. Right, let's move away from uh, Division 2 and the world of FIFA. And we're going to move over to the AG Clubhouse. So Bertie's going to take it away for this week's segment. So take it away, Bertie. Thanks, guys. And welcome to the golf section of the podcast. After last season, when we had 12 different winners in our 12 different events, we started off this season completely different because we had the same winner in the first two events. In the first event, which was played at the Old Grey Toon, which is actually a replica of St Andrews, Penn Wales emerged victorious by three shots from Shelburne and Riverman. Week two and Penn was in the winner's enclosure again. This time, he had a four-shot victory over Gazgrass with Bonzi in third place. This week, Gazgrass has very kindly given us his back garden where we go and play Ross McCowan Golf Links, which is the Northern Iron Open. Hope to see you out there. 
and talk to you soon guys on the next episode cheers brilliant thank you very much for that Bertie right let's move back over to FIFA and we're now going to look at division three so again I'm just going to run down from top to bottom so Wince uh, has gone up in the automatic uh, as winner so congratulations to Wince on the uh, on the title dearest storm has gone up in second um, I'm already looking forward to that fixture next season um, Jeff is uh, in third place he obviously lost the playoff to Plunkett so he will be uh, staying in Division 3. Uh, Diodex is in fourth, followed by Rye Jones, Raz and Curly Worky. Uh, Tuggy is in the relegation playoff. I believe, uh, if I've not got that wrong, he also won that playoff, so he will be staying in the division. And then Satie and Soggy Cabbages um, in those bottom two spots. Soggy without a win this season. Um, so let's start with Wince, obviously, at the top. Um, 12 points clear, well-deserved, Burger. Yeah, I think you can finish that sentence right there. Well-deserved, um, class above everyone else in that league. And I think you'll have a good chance next season, Division 2. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, Storm, Storm in second. Is that, looking at the other names in that division, is that a big surprise, do you think? I mean, the big surprise is his goals against column. Really, that must be one of the best um, records in the division, in the whole league. Only conceding 19 goals in 18 games—that's fair play. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a surprise because I think he came from nowhere. I don't know whether he started that well, um, but yeah, um, I mean that—it is. Oh, I think he'll struggle next season, but you know. He's earned himself promotion, and um, I mean, I'm saying again that goals against comms pretty impressive, really, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 42 goals scored, 19 against. I, I do think that was the best in the leagues. Um, someone might be able to correct me if that's wrong, but um, a really, really impressive feat. Um, River, before we look towards the bottom, a name that I want to pick up on is Diodex. Now, Diodex in the past has been a name that we've always sort of seen in the bottom division, you know, bottom half. And over the last couple of FIFA, uh, the last couple of seasons, he seems to have propelled himself up towards the top. I mean, fourth in this division, um, given where he was, is not a bad feat at all. Won eight, drawn four, lost six, only missed out on the playoff spot by a point. Um, and if he'd got that point, he would have been inferred anyway on goal difference. Yeah, um, I think you've probably got to say, if you look across all four divisions, he is the player of the season. That, uh, as you say, we're used to seeing him towards the bottom of the bottom division. Uh, I played him in the Eliminator, and I had to come back from 4-1 down to just about snatch a draw. Uh, he's improved massively. So, if you, to if you told me at the start of the FIFA I was going to be going into a division where Diodex had missed the playoff places by a point, I would have said, brilliant. I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, I'm not confident in that at all now. He has uh, drastically improved. People had told me how he had, and I hadn't played him. And then I played him in that Eliminator game. And yeah, you can just see how much better he is. Um, and the shame for him, he just missed out. But he must be looking at that and thinking... You know what? I fancy my chances again next year. I've only just missed out there. Wince, as we say, is going up with a fantastic record. 
he must be looking at that thinking, I want top three next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's it. I mean, you sort of, if he can have the form and, uh, you know, do as he did this season, there's no reason at all why he can't push for that sort of top three, especially when he did only miss out by a point. Um, Obviously, towards the bottom, we're going to have to start with Soggy Cabbages. Played 18, won 0, drawn 2, lost 16. Only scored 14 goals all season um, and conceded 60. So that puts him on the minus 46 goal difference. Um, well, what, what's what gone wrong for him, um, do we think? Do we think it's the players? Do we think it's a new FIFA? Is it reverted back to uh, previous Soggy Ball 1.0? Um, what, what's gone wrong? River, let's start with you. I really don't know is a simple answer because I've not played him. Um, but I, it, it does surprise me a bit because we were saying earlier about some... Uh, players not suiting the lower rated players and being better off when they get higher rated. Soggy, I think, is the other way round in the fact that he doesn't really strengthen his team because he doesn't get involved in as much as stuff. And when we get higher rated players, he tends to be a bit weaker because his team's not as good, but it should be the same as everyone's at the moment. Um, I don't think he plays any games, though, other than his league games, which is, as Berger said earlier, when Sofa's playing all these masses of head-to-heads, it's going to help him. I'm assuming if Soggy literally just plays his league games, that's one of his problems, where he's not playing any games and isn't isn't getting any better. And with this FIFA being different, you do sort of need to play at least a few games to work this FIFA out, I think. So that's what I would put it down to. Would you agree, Berger? Yeah, I agree. Um, what Phil said about not playing games. I think it helps um, definitely if you play a lot of games on the FIFA. It's only going to improve you um, if you use it correctly. Um, But yeah, I mean, that is a pretty helpless record that Soggy's got, not even winning a single game. Um, Yeah. Um, and he might have competition next season, Division Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll come. We'll see. We'll come to Division Four uh, here shortly. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, obviously there's no quarrels there. Um, I mean, Satie in ninth. Um, he's obviously also gone down. Only three wins all season, um, and then there was a nine-point gap. Uh, oh no, sorry, it was an eleven-point gap between uh, Satie in ninth and Tuggy in eighth. So uh, obviously, for the last couple of games, it's been pretty adamant and pretty clear who was going down. Um, and then obviously in those middle spots, uh, you know, we've already touched on Diodex, but Rye Jones and Raz, um, you know, two names that on their day I think can push. I mean, Raz loves the uh, sort of lower-rated players, so I. I perhaps maybe expected him to do a little bit better, but then oh, we say that. I mean, I'm just looking at the points in this division. Obviously, Jeff finished third with 29, and then Diodex and Rye Jones were on 28, and then Raz was on 27, and Curly Worky was on 26. So it really could have gone any way on the last, you know, last game of the season. Um, I mean, Raz and Rye Jones in those middle spots. Would you have had them any higher, or do you think that's probably roughly where they where they would be in this league, Berger? I mean, firstly, I think you've got to congratulate Roy Jones for not going to admin. Um, I think that's um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a feat in itself. Um, but yeah, I think I did big up Roy at the start of the game, predicting him to do well, 
Um, and especially because he didn't lose any players, I thought he'd obviously do a lot better. But then again, like you said, it's so tight. I mean, you can even go down to Tuggy, who was in the relegation playoff. He was six points off the promotion playoff. That's how tight it was. So you, you swap two wins and two losses, and he's there. Um, so, I mean, that division, I think it might be the closest, I think, uh, the whole thing between the promotion and relegation. Um, but, yeah, I think Rye is a surprise that he didn't do better. Uh, Raz, I think that's his level. Yes, he's, he's he likes the lower-rated players, but doesn't seem to have that extra thing to promote himself and get up amongst the into a higher division. Would you um would you agree, River? What else, what else would you take from this division? Yeah, I mean I, I do agree. I I think one of the reasons it was so tight between third and eighth, as Berger says, they're just six points separating the promotion playoffs and the relegation playoff. That's sort of made a bit more glaringly obvious by the fact that you've got someone with such a good record as Winston at the top who pretty much to beat everybody and you've got someone at the bottom with such a bad record as Soggy who pretty much lost to everybody which meant the middle group would be naturally more congested because they're all losing to one and winning against one and when you're taking two sets of your seven fixtures out pretty much straight away it's going to be that close where as uh, Berger said, if you get a, a couple of wins that you lost, if you've lost a couple of games in the last minute, but you swap that round and you win them, and you, you're flying up the table. So it did seem a case of everybody sort of beating everybody in that little group between like third and eighth. Um, it's it was very tight. It's I say I'm looking at this division with a lot of interest going into it next year, and I'm thinking where on earth am I going to fit into that? Because you say if you can. Nick wins against the likes of Diadex, Rye, Raz. You're going to do pretty well. You just find yourself on the wrong end of those results. And all of a sudden, you're looking at another relegation playoff. So it's a very tight, interesting division, that. Hopefully, by the second season, though, Rye go bust. You can't go two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree never thought you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Right, we're going to move away uh, from FIFA quickly and we're going to move over to the world of F1. So Joe's going to take it away for this week's uh, segment. So over to you, Joe. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back for another F1 roundup. As always, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke, which means we've had two races in the F1. Two weeks ago, we had Britain, and on Monday night just gone, we had Hungary. So we'll take a quick look at each division. Looking at Division 1 quickly, back in Britain a week ago, we had a win for Bergerboy. That was his first of the season. Second place for Goldenbeard, who, of course, has been in fantastic form, with the championship holder, Bunsey, in third, and myself in fourth. There was a faster slap for Muba forever with a 130.4, back in second place. Monday night just gone, we were on to Hungary, and it was Wardy who was back on top of the standings. We had Bunsey in second place with a fastest lap of a 119-1. Burger Boy in third, backing up his good form, and Golden Beard in fourth place again. What that's done for the Division 1 table, Golden Beard's out in front on 141 points. Wardy's cut the gap to six points, he's back on 135. Bunsey on 112, Burger on 86, and myself and Muba forever on 75 points. Moving on to Division 2, again back to Britain the week before. We had a win for Mark the Shark. 
He had a fastest lap of over 131.0. We had Bertie in second place, Ash Cohen in third, and Riverman in fourth place. Again, moving on to um, Hungary, just on Monday night gone. We had a second win for Mark, who's obviously been in fantastic form. Definitely the pick of the division at the moment. Another fastest lap as well there for him with a 121.3. Bertie backing up his good form again with another second place. Harry in third and Big B in fourth place. Mark's taking a commanding grip on the Division 2 Championship now. He's on 145 points, but the race for second place is still on and very close. You've got Hilly on 84 points, Bertie on 77, Ash on 76, Bry on 76 and Morris on 69. Very, very close there for second place. Down to Division 3, it was Tuggy who got his first win of the season back in Britain. He also had a fastest lap with a 132.6. We had Tunners in second place, Red Rhino in third and Payne Wills in fourth. Again, moving on to Hungary. It was the first win of the season for Trooper, or Curly Worky as he's called on the site. It was second place for Payne Wills, third for Sadie and fourth place for Red Rhinoceros. Again, we'll take a quick look at the table. Red Rhinoceros is two wins a couple of weeks ago. I've still got him on top of the table on 186 points. Peyton Wheels is within striking distance on 83. Gazgrass on 75. Emotional Worm on 60. And Tuggy on 55 points. We've got three races left this season, guys. That's going to be Belgium, Italy and Russia. Again, as always, there's plenty of spaces available. If anyone wants to get involved, just send me a PM. We'll catch you again, guys. Thanks. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Joe. Right, let's move back to Division 4. Um, and again, I'll just run down from top to bottom. So, Hilly has won the league. Uh, congratulations to Hilly on 43 points. Five points clear. Um, Emotional Worm in second. So, Worm will also be uh, going into Division 3 next season. Uh, Payne Wales finishing third. Uh, unfortunately, he lost to Tuggy in the playoffs. So, Payne will be uh, occupying this division next season. Uh, Wiz Fox in fourth, Rhino in fifth, and then Lost Boy, Harry, Tunners, and Andy Brill at the bottom. Um, so, obviously, let's start with the top. Um, Hilly has won the league, only lost one game all season, and only drew one, so he won 14 games. Uh, obviously, this division is a, uh, a member short, so there are only 16 games played um, in this league. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you only lose one game all season and you win, you know, 14 of them, there really is no other, no other winner and no other, de uh, no, no other deserved person to win it. Um, so a great season for Hilly. Um, Worm, let's talk about Worm. Worm in seconds. So obviously, Worm is promoted. Uh, in the past, he's been a name that sort of has toyed with the top two, top three, um, and this season he's done it. Um, River, what what would be your, what are your thoughts? I mean, let's let's talk about the top two in general. Is there any surprise on Hilly, and is there any surprise on seeing Worm actually go up this season? Uh, first off, on Hilly, no, I don't think there's any surprise. I, I think when we've gone to a four division format, Hilly's too good for division four. Um, he, he's been above that in the past, and like we said with Wince, his record just indicates that he's too good for that division. Shouldn't really be in that division. He'll find a home more in Division 3. And like I said a minute ago, I'm not overly looking forward to playing Hilly in league games because I can see that being very, very tough. I think he'll do quite well in Division 3. Um, it's really hard to say with this worm. I've not played him. 
um, Worm for a while used to struggle towards the bottom of the bottom division, if I remember rightly. We're talking a few seasons ago. And if I come up against him, I tended to generally beat him relatively easy. Then we went through a spell when he did really well when he had Martinez, didn't he, up front? And he gave me a couple of batterings in like Friday night events and whatever have you. And then seemed to drop off again. But I've not played him on this FIFA, so I don't know. But he's obviously got something about him uh, pushing up there towards the end. And he's got a very good record as well, 12-2-2. I mean, I know half this division doesn't even have opposable thumbs, which makes uh, the record um, slightly uh, slightly better than they are. That's That's still a cracking record. So fair play to him. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean... Berger, the two names I want to talk about, and I'm going to pair them together because they always like to be mentioned on this podcast, is Payne Wales and Red Rhinoceros. So obviously Payne finished in that third spot, um, did lose out, uh, unfortunately, so will be in this division uh, next season. Um, he finished on 24 points. Uh, Rhino finished uh, in fifth. He was only two points behind. Um I mean, Payne is always in those sort of top three, top four spots, I think, in this division. Um, it's never quite, you know, gone the way he, he wants it. Um, but, I mean, Rhino in fifth, only two points off. Do, do you think if uh, if only a result had gone his way, he would have been in that uh, promotion uh, playoff spot? Yeah, um, I played... Well, Rhino's actually played with this FIFA, which is a shock in itself, but... He actually beat me, and I was quite impressed with him. And I think he played quite a few good players over that span, and he won every game. I remember him being in the party. Um, I mean, he entranced me. And I thought, yeah, he might he might, he might do well, but he's just done what Rhino does best. He either just does not want to leave the bottom division, or he just can't seem to get over that line. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's just... <laughs> I think it's it's gonna be more. Well, he, he just likes obviously because all of his almost all his WhatsApp crew are in that division. Um, so you know you might want to stay in there for banter. Doesn't want to go, up, but I think if he puts his head together or what have you, I think he can do a good push and possibly do get does get promoted. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice to see him out of that division. Um, I mean, let's see what next season brings. I mean, looking at the other names in the division that obviously, you know, sort of do go around that bottom spot. Sandy Brill, unfortunately, joined, I mean, obviously two points, didn't win any games, but he's not the only person on the site to not win any games. So that in itself is a bit of an achievement. Um, Tunners... Sorry, Tunner's in eighth uh, on 11 points. Harry also as well down the bottom. I mean, a name that I want to pin out is Wizfox. Um, you know, Wizfox has finished fourth this season. Again, only one point off uh, off a playoff spot. You know, seven wins, two draws and seven losses. So, again, quite a mixed record. Um, but it, it's good to see Wizzy uh, up there in that sort of fourth spot. I mean... I don't suppose there can be any other surprises, really, you know, at those bottom four or five, um, River. No, not not really. Um, but then, then you look at it, I mean, Tunners... Uh, would I have had Tunners finishing second bottom on the site? Is Tunners the second worst player on the site? I don't think so, really. Um, Lost Boy can sometimes give you 
uh, or can give me a lot of trouble when I play him. As Berger said, Rhino um, has beaten, beaten me and can give you trouble. Um, as you mentioned there, Wiz Fox, um, yeah, again, we used, a few seasons ago, it was him and Brilly, wasn't it, battling it out towards the bottom of the, of the league. So, again, like I said, with Diodex in Division 3, Wiz Fox would be looking at that and going, well, look, Hilly's walked away with this league and Worm has pretty comfortably come second. Who have I got coming down into it? Satie has been around this level before and um, Soggy, who hasn't won a game and presumably isn't just going to walk through this division if he continues not playing any games. So Wizzy would be looking at that and going, I can get automatic promotion here next season. Why can't I do that? I, I'm confident enough of finishing above Satie and Soggy, I'm looking at automatic promotions. We could see we could see Wizzy in Division Three at the end of next season. He'd be looking at that, but uh, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. No. Because I, I say, with their records, do you see Satie or, or particularly Soggy finishing above him? Um, not sure I do, but you have always got the likes of people like Rhino and that behind him who could come above him. It's the really if one of those can put. Uh, just a little bit of a run together, they can propel themselves up the league. Pretty much any of those. Mm. I'd love to see Brilly do it, but he's probably the one, the one who isn't going to do it. But <laughs> any of the others just has a good season, yeah. And they can put themselves up into into that top three. There's no reason they can't. No, I mean absolutely, um, and it's going to be interesting, especially. I mean, obviously, Satie's coming back down. Um, you know, done very well in this division the last time round, obviously promoted. Um, and then Soggy Cabbages, be interesting. I mean, could it be Soggy and Andy bottom two? I mean, I, mean, I have just actually seen a post that Gazgrass is also uh, coming back into the leagues. Um, so you would think Gaz will be in this division uh, next season as well. I mean, Berger, any, is there anything else you want to take from this, uh, from this league? Yeah, just echoing what um River has said really, I mean the surprise Tunners, I think he was in division he was in the higher division that got relegated. Um I think from the last FIFA. So him being the second well, second worst player in the leagues, I don't think sits right really. But then again, it's all about the start of the season. I mean, I think there's four points that separate Payne and uh Harry, which were in seventh. So it's just two I mean, in most leagues, there's two results. If you can switch those to wins, could have propelled you into the other division. Yeah. And you end up finishing seventh or eighth. Yeah, I mean, it really it really could, could, could have gone either way and really could have changed the, you know, the dynamic of that league massively in terms mm. of those sort of third down to seventh spots. Right. Um, we're going to wrap it up. And before we wrap it up, uh, we're just going to have a look at our thoughts on how the first season has gone on the new FIFA. And obviously this season has seen change. Uh, instead of three big leagues, we did the vote at the start and went down to uh, four divisions of the shorter numbers. Um, so we're going to have uh, a quick little discussion about, you know, what we have thought on, on that season. So Berger, let's start with you. The, the, the floor is yours. The, the, the open mic is yours. Um, how have you found the first season on the new FIFA? And, the, and for the me, oh, yeah, for me, I think I've really enjoyed it. Well, obviously, I didn't have an enjoyable uh, season, but 
I think I've really enjoyed it. It's made the leagues a lot tighter, which I think can only benefit. So the game, the games do mean more um, against per person. Um, the only thing that it's just the promotion. If you look at all the promotion and relegation playoffs, all of them were won by the person in the higher division. So the person who was getting promoted or wanted to get promoted got denied by somebody who wasn't in that league for that season. So I don't know what some I mean what suggestion I could bring up, but it's um uh so that's where I'd go with it just to try and maybe just have automatic promotion or you know, have first just automatic and second to fifth in the playoff. It's I mean anyone can make suggestions like that but I think overall I think it's been a great success and it, once the leagues do iron out the leagues are going to be ridiculously tight and I mean I wouldn't be surprised if there's a league that's separated by all the teams of like 12 points or something so I think for me it's been a positive um, uh, yes it's a quicker league quicker turnout but I think I'd prefer that over a 14 or 15 team season as it could drag on for three or four months then and then that's the next season so yeah overall I'm really happy and hopefully it continues yeah I mean lots of fair points there and um, you know uh, River what uh, the, the stage is yours what have you thought on the season uh, yeah I to, to a I agree with Berger to an extent on some of his points. Um, I do agree that obviously the divisions have been very close, very tight in a lot of cases, and that's probably a good thing, and getting through the seasons quicker. I just wish we got through more seasons when I had Traore playing. (laughs) Uh, However, (laughs) it would be much better for me, wouldn't it? Instead of getting like two FIFAs out of a Diamond Toy Aura. I could have had like six. It would have been brilliant. Um, but um, I, I I was critical at the start of the smaller divisions. And there are bonus points to it, as Berger stated. And I think you're a fan of it as well, Ash. Um, I'm, I, I still don't like it. I still think it's too short. I don't like only having nine matches. Um, I think it... it Whilst it's a good thing in a way that things are tight and we're sitting there for at least a couple of those divisions going, God, if you just turn two losses into wins, like two, conceded two uh, last-minute goals to lose games, if you got those as winners, you'd have been in the playoff places rather than the relegation places. Well, should a league really be decided by that? It seems to be it's a little bit of a crapshoot because the divisions are too small, in my opinion. I think you need at least 12 in a division. Um I also disagree with Berger's playoff idea. If you're going to have divisions this small, I like the way we're doing it. You can't have a division of 10 people or nine in Division 4's case and have the side coming fifth, finishing dead mid-table, getting promoted, in my opinion. That's not uh, really a good idea. So if we are going to keep divisions this small, which it looks like we're going to, um, then I think we need to keep the playoffs as it is. But it, I, I would like to see us get some new members in, of course, and make it four divisions of 12. But I just I just think the divisions are a little small with nine or 10. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting points. I mean, I, I, I'll admit at the start of the season, I also, um, I wasn't a big fan of the four divisions. When we had the vote, I voted to keep the three divisions at uh, bigger sizes. Um, obviously, you know, we went down the, the route of four divisions and I think it's been quite good. I've enjoyed it. We've talked about it on this episode, how, um, you know, some of the games have been well, some of the positions have been really close in terms of uh, points, stature, and um, results. And you wouldn't get that in the three bigger divisions. You have the people in, you know, the Premiership, Championship, and League One who would always be at the top, um, you know, and it's the same, it's the same names every season. What this season has done is it has made it a lot more uh, closer. I mean, maybe in terms of everyone still getting used to the new FIFA, maybe in this season coming, you, you might find that it becomes a bit more bigger than when the new when the higher rate of players come in. Um, you know, and more more people get used to the game. Um, but for me, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it on the point of playoffs, I I agree. Um, with how it is at the moment um, I think it just adds another uh, dynamic uh, to them I mean I, I can only use my game my playoff game with Sweaty as an example I only just lost to him um, in that I mean it's 2-1 uh, very very close game um, so I know when you look at the way the playoff games have, do have gone this season they have favoured the people in the division uh, mm. above but it just I think it just adds a bit more you know it, it just is a bit it's a bit different to what we've done in the past uh, and for me it's been a good change so yeah I, I've enjoyed it I mean yes if we get more numbers in the, the better um, you know you can never really say um, no to more numbers in there um, but on the whole, I would say it's been uh, it's been a pretty positive one. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, I suspect maybe a feedback thread might come along at some point um, to see what other people um, have thought. And even in obviously in the discussion for this podcast, um, you know, let us know in the in the comments um, how you think it's gone as well. Um, so, can I add in there. I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical. Um, yeah, same for me. Um, I. By saying, "Oh, I don't think this has worked. I don't like it. This is rubbish," etc. I don't think any of that at all. And uh, the points that you've both made regarding it are perfectly valid, and I, I really do see them. It's just my personal preference. I think the divisions are a little too small, with nine or ten members in each. And I said that at the beginning. I would prefer them slightly bigger. But there's certainly been some uh, so, some big positives um, from it. And say the divisions are going to start sorting themselves out for the people who maybe were placed in the wrong division, not so much the wrong division in terms of uh, how it was allocated based on how they've done on the previous FIFA, but how they've taken to this game or not taken to this game, people will start to find their natural level. So it's not a criticism where I'm saying, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing this. It's just my personal opinion that should be done. And also on the Freddie Clark games, I don't know what the Tucky Payne score was, but I was in the party when Plunkett played Jeff in the other playoff because I just played Plunkett in the league games and I needed to take four points from him to get into that relegation playoff. And I won the first game, so I only needed a draw in the second game and lost. And Jeff was in the party as well because it was after the F1, knowing that he was going to play the person who lost. And he only lost on goal and goal to Plunkett 
as well. So they were very tight games. There's not an awful lot between the top of one division and the bottom of another, judging by the way those playoff games have gone, I don't think. Yeah, I mean that's it, and it's it, it's one of those points that you could you could be here for for hours and hours debating, and uh, there's certainly a lot of discussion to have. But on the whole, it's been a great season, and obviously you know a big uh, big well done, and a big thank you to all the admins um, involved with the leagues, um, you know putting the results through, and the transfer admins because obviously without the admin team. Um, you know, and what they do, we wouldn't have any any league set up. So, uh, you know, a big thank you and well done to all all the admins. Right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, so, River, thank you very much for coming on. As always, it's a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks very much for inviting me on, Ash. I was disappointed Jam didn't make it again because I did want to say to him, like, like I say, I have to give Berger a bit of stick. I did want to say to Jam. You sometimes get big sides, don't you, who get relegated and get stuck in a division. I mean, you've just got to look Portsmouth play Sheffield Wednesday. It might be tonight. Big sides stuck down in League One. Is Jam the only person who's got stuck in a division he doesn't think he should be enough to take involuntary relegation to it, though? Oh. I'm going to make a note of that question. Make a note of that question, and I'll put it to him in the next episode. <laughs> um, Burger, as always, thank you for coming on um, and enlightening us. It's uh, it's always a pleasure having you on, so thank you. Thank you for having me on, and yeah, that's great. Cheers for that, Ash. Um, and, uh, you know, we say it every single episode. If you haven't been on before um, or haven't been on for a while, please do PM either myself or Jan because we'd love to have you on. We'd love to have some new names on if you're new to the site um, or you've not been on before. Then, uh, yeah, just drop either myself or Jan a message. Right. Thank you for listening all and uh, enjoy the rest of your day or week. Goodbye. <laughs>